Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com/daily. It's Monday, August 30th in New York City. We are happy to announce that Skift Global Forum returns to New York City in September. Learn from travel leaders, including Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky. Register at live.skift.com and save 10% on in-person and online tickets with the discount code PODCAST. And now, here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. Global hotel giants are eager to acquire smaller companies in a quest to expand their geographic or branding reach. But it's uncertain if independent brands are interested in teaming up with major hotel companies, writes hospitality reporter Cameron Spirance in this week's early check-in briefing. Several prominent hotel companies have acquired smaller brands to strategically fill holes in their portfolio. Hyatt plans to acquire Apple Leisure Group to strengthen its presence in Europe and in the resort market. Marriott did something similar in acquiring the Protea brand in Africa and the European-focused AC hotels. But independent hotel brands have expressed concerns about such deals. Standard International CEO Amar Lalvani told Skiff that seeing large hotel companies acquire independent brands isn't surprising, but the smaller companies suffer when their creative teams get absorbed into the global conglomerate. We go next to a startup that has landed a big partner for its planned service from Toronto to the United States. Connect Airways will be teaming up with American Airlines, writes Airlines reporter Edward Russell. Passengers on Connect flights will benefit from a code-share agreement as well as full mileage benefits in Americans' loyalty program when flights begin, said John Thomas, the CEO of Connect's parent company, Waltzing Matilda. Connect plans to serve Chicago O'Hare and Philadelphia among its first destinations from Toronto. Thomas said Connect is targeting a launch date toward the end of the year, but before the carrier's first flight, it still needs approval from U.S. authorities as well as certification from Transport Canada before it can hire crew, who would be based in Toronto and subject to Canadian labor laws. Finally, many companies whose staff is largely working remotely are facing the challenge of keeping employees excited about work. However, one tactic such companies could use to re-energize staff is to implement traveling offices, reports corporate travel editor Matthew Parsons in this week's Skift Future of Work briefing. So what happens when a company uses a traveling office? It moves the location of its headquarters to a new destination on a regular basis, which enables employees to interact with each other while discovering new places. One business that has made use of traveling offices is Laser Technologies. The Toronto-based software engineering firm offered week-long retreats annually prior to the pandemic and wanted to do something similar when circumstances allowed it to do so. So now, Laser spends a month every quarter in a new location, hiring office space and accommodation. The company's traveling offices have already taken staff to Costa Rica and Uruguay, and its co-founder said the money it would spend on rent goes to its traveling offices. For more travel stories and deep dives into the latest trends, head to skiff.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily newsletter at skift.com/daily. Spoken layer.